This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. This is the Holy Eucharist with Baptism for November 20th, 2022.
Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Redeemer. It is an absolute joy to be able to be together with you today, to worship with you. Uh, we have such a wonderful day in store, and I'm just so excited. I want to say a special welcome to those of you who are joining us for the first time or for the first time in a long time. It's a special joy to have you with us. And for those of you who are joining us online on our live stream, Thank you for joining us. It is a joy to be with you. We would love to get to know you better. You can uh, find us on our website, redeemer-cincy.org. That's redeemer-cincy with a y.org. You can connect on, uh, click on the About tab, and you can learn more about us, and you can email us, and we can learn more about you and welcome you into this beloved community. Just pulling up the Sunday announcements on my handy-dandy Church of the Redeemer app, which I hope that you all have, whether you have an Android or a, an iPhone you can get. Um, you can find that on, the, on your app store. Um, it's also the place where I made my pledge for the 2023 year. What a fantastic device this thing is. It is a time for me to remind you we are in the midst of our annual giving campaign. We're trying to wrap it up and get our budget in order. So if you have not yet made your financial commitment to the Church of the Redeemer in 2023, I hope that you will. I hope that you will prayerfully consider that. You can do that online on the app, or we do have uh, pledge cards in the narthex, which is the fancy church word for lobby. You can go there, and you can find some pledge cards there, and it's that easy. If you have any questions about your gift, about why you would make it, or about how much it should be, or any of those things, these can be awkward conversations. They're not awkward with me. I'd love to talk with you about it. It's a private, confidential conversation that we share, and if you have any questions, please do let me know. Today is an absolutely magnificent and joyous day because we are welcoming a new person into the life of this church. We are welcoming Sophie Marie Carey, a child of Lauren and Matthew Carey, and she will be joining us through the sacrament of holy baptism during this service, and that is a great joy. Beginning today at 9 a.m. and continuing through Advent, we want to invite our children aged 3 to 10 to gather for Kids Chapel. Uh, Hannah's in the back there waving her hand. If you'd like to join her for, Ch for Kids Chapel, you go now with her. Uh, you can just get on up and go. And then you can, uh, and, and if, you, if you're like, having trouble deciding, you can find her in the chapel in a little bit. They'll, you all will be back in time for the baptism. Yes, Hannah, you'll be back for the baptism? She's saying yes, so she'll be back for, in time for that. Okay, so join us for that. Um, what else do I want to make sure you know about? Oh, goodness gracious. You ready for this? Right after this service, please join us in the Great Hall. I am so excited. We have our annual uh, Advent wreath making in the Great Hall. I want to call it our first annual Advent wreath making because it's our first time doing it in three years in person. And it's, and it's so special because we're not only doing our wreath making, but we also have a wonderful sale of our Knit and Kittens uh, goods. Many of the wonderful things that that powerful, fantastic pastoral ministry of this church, our knitting group, has done. They've put together some beautiful things, and you can find those right in the great hall with the wreath making. So when this is all over, some of you I know, you kind of walk straight out and you head for that door. Uh, it's very cold in the narthex today. Don't go through. Don't hang out in there. Go where it's warm. Go to the Great Hall where there's Advent wreaths and wonderful uh, knitted goods and wonderful fellowship and coffee. Don't forget the coffee. These are all the things that I want to tell you about today. Um, I do invite you, please, at this time to stand so we can begin our worship together.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. There is one body and one spirit. There is one hope in God's call to us. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the lessons. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away and you have not attended to them. So I will attend to you for your evil doings, says the Lord. Then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the lands where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them, and they shall not fear any longer or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Colossians. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and, trans and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory 
When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by, watching Jesus on the cross, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I would like to share with you today a story that someone once told me about that helped me understand forgiveness. It's a story of a little girl. Well, let's call her Sophie. A little girl named Sophie who gets a visit from God. God shows up and has a conversation with Sophie. It's pretty awesome, right? And when it's over, Sophie goes to her parents and she says, she'll never believe this. I got a visit from God and we talked. And the parents are like, okay, that's cute. And they sort of, you know, go, that's nice and don't really think much of it. But God keeps showing up. About once a week, God shows up and has a conversation with Sophie, and they talk, and they develop this beautiful relationship, and she keeps saying to her parents, and finally her parents are like, well, this is weird, and we got to figure out what to do about this. And so the dad has an idea. He says, Sophie, I want you to do me a favor. The next time God shows up, I want you to ask God, what's the last sin I committed? Ask, ask God, what's the last sin my dad committed? Sophie goes, okay. 
So the following week comes around, God shows up, Sophie and God meet, she comes back, she's talking to her parents, and her dad said, did God show up? Sophie says, yeah. The dad said, did you ask God about my sins? Sophie said, yeah. The dad goes, what did God say? And Sophie said, I forget. And dad says, God told you about my sins and you forget? And Sophie says, no, that's what God said. I forget. This story stuck with me for a very long time because it gave me this deep, warm sense of God's love that is so strong that anything I could do wrong is forgotten. It is only today that I have decided upon hearing this gospel that this story is utter nonsense. Not that God wouldn't visit a little girl and not that God couldn't speak to us and not that we aren't forgiven, but this idea that we tie forgetting to forgiveness, I actually find in light of the story we hear in the gospel today, deeply problematic. Jesus, the, the actual paradigm of forgiveness incarnate, Jesus who through his life, death, and resurrection is the forgiveness of sins for all of us, embodies that forgiveness in the story we hear today in a way we can't even fathom. Jesus is being nailed to the cross. He is being executed. And in the midst of that crucifixion, while he is being killed, Jesus says, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. He doesn't say that later on or after he's gotten over it. He says it in the midst of the act. He forgives the people who are killing him while he is being killed. But there's something we all know about Jesus as Christians, which is that when Jesus shows back up and is resurrected, he still bears the scars of that crucifixion on his body. Jesus, does Jesus forgive? Absolutely. Can Jesus forget? No. But think about us and, the, and our shallow relationship with forgiveness, where we think to be able to forgive, we have to forget. Right? Forgive and forget. And we all know when someone says, oh, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. The way they say it, we're like, maybe you might not forgive? Like, I don't know. Right? But we place this impossible burden upon forgiveness. If I'm really going to be able to forgive someone, I've got to forget it completely. And then do we forget what's happened to us? Are we capable of forgetting the things that have harmed us, honestly, if we're being real? No. So then we actually just go, well, forgiveness is this thing I'd like to be able to do, but it's not going to happen. And then Jesus, instead of being a person we're meant to follow down the way of love, Jesus just becomes some sort of religious superhero that can do things we couldn't possibly imagine, like forgive people. Except that we're meant to forgive people even when forgetting is not part of the picture. We are meant to forgive. What then is forgiveness if it's not about forgetting? 
The reason I'm harping on this for us is it's actually, it damages our relationship with God if we think that God needs to forget everything we've done in order to forgive us. Think about that for a moment. God can only love me if God forgets all of the things I've done wrong. Or God loves me so much that God just forgets all of the things, ways I've harmed God and my neighbor and my world. If we think like that, then that's how we will live in our relationship to forgiveness with others. I don't know how to forgive them because I can't forget it completely. And they will never be able to love me fully unless they can forget the terrible, stupid things I've done to them. What an impossible place we've placed ourselves, huh? What an impossible predicament to depend upon and need forgiveness and then make forgiveness something completely unrealistic and unattainable. We place an incredible burden upon ourselves to think that we must forgive and be forgiven because we aren't lovable and we can't love unless we completely ignore the things that are wrong with us and those around us. That can't be right, can it? That can't be right. Jesus shows back up, resurrected from the dead, having been killed by humanity. He comes back to life, and the very first thing that we hear him say to his disciples is, Peace be with you. And you can imagine Jesus raising his hands while he says it, and you can still see the marks as he says, Peace be with you. And in that moment, we realize that forgiveness is not about forgetting something so that we can love someone. Forgiveness is about loving people for who they are and not letting the things they do wrong get in the way of our loving them. It means allowing ourselves to be loved, not for who we're going to be someday when we're finally perfect but allowing ourselves to be loved here and now as we are. I want to tell you for a moment, I, I don't believe this means uh, that there's no such thing as accountability. Forgiveness is a thing that's been used, the command to forgive is a thing that's been used to harm a lot of people. People who are in, for instance, abusive relationships have been told, just forgive and stay in it when the exact opposite thing needs to happen. They need to forgive and go. Because forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. Forgiveness means understanding that I've got to love you no matter what. Loving you for who you are, not for some idealized version of you. So if, for instance, you're in an abusive relationship, forgiveness doesn't mean pretending it's not happening. It means getting to a safe place where you can go back to wishing the best for that person, praying for that person, but you don't need to, forgiveness doesn't mean pretending that you're not being hurt. It doesn't mean being a doormat. It doesn't mean no accountability. Forgiveness means I want to love you. I want to love you. And I want to be loved by you. And there are things that are getting in the way of that. I'm going to do what I've got to do to be able to continue to love you for who you are, 
whatever that looks like. Imagine if our relationship to forgiveness was like this. We might actually think about forgiving people. And we'd realize that forgiveness isn't an isolated moment. You say, I forgive you, and then it just, you just move on and everything's fine. Forgiveness is the beginning. Forgiveness is the beginning of the next chapter in your relationship with one another. Forgiveness is an ongoing reality. We live in a reality of forgiveness. Jesus says, forgive people. And Peter says, how many times? Seven times? And Jesus says, seven times, 70 times. And we go, well, let me see. Seven times 70 equals 490. That means, okay. Uh, and this person is at 488. So I think Jesus is, is setting a paradigm up where we forgive in, as a mentality, as a way of being. We're baptizing Sophie today. We talk about baptism for the forgiveness of sins. But if our goal is to just do this idealistic thing where we pour water over this little baby's head and say, and now you're forgiven, act like it. Does that make any sense? We're baptizing her into a life of forgiveness. We're baptizing her into a reality not in which she was forgiven back then or will be forgiven later on, but in which forgiveness is in the present tense. It is not that God forgave you. And it is not that God will forgive you. It is that God is forgiving you right now. You are in a relationship of forgiveness with the one who made you because God loves you so magnificently that God will not let anything get in the way of you experiencing knowing that love. But God does not need to hide God's eyes and pretend not to see the truth of you in order to love you. You are loved as you are. Baptizing this child is not our hope that she'll become perfect. She's going to be awesome. She's also going to do some terrible things. <laughs> she just is. She's going to say some amazing, wonderful, beautiful things that are going to make you cry and blow your mind. And then she's going to say some really awful things to you sometime in your life. That's not a curse. That's a reality. Everybody knows it. Everyone's like, don't talk about it. Why not? Because the power isn't that we pretend that won't happen. The power is that knowing the truth of the complexity of our lives, and knowing how ugly we can be, we love anyway. This is the power of God in Jesus Christ. The love, not that forgets, but the love that remembers and is sustained. The love that remembers and abides and grows and increases so that there is nothing but love. This is the truth into which we baptize this child today, and this is the truth of our lives. We do not live lives having been forgiven. We live lives of forgiveness, learning how to forgive and be forgiven so that we can love and be loved as we are. This is the gift of God. We are that thief on the cross standing next to Jesus. He does not say, Jesus, please forget the things I have done. He says, Jesus, remember me. Remember me. 
And Jesus says, I do. Amen. The candidate for holy baptism will now be presented. <laughs> will you be responsible for seeing that the child you present is brought up in the Christian faith and life? Will you, by your prayers and witness, help this child to grow into the full stature of Christ? Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your savior? Do you put your whole trust in his grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey him as your Lord? Would everyone please stand? Will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this child in her life in Christ. We will. Let us join with those who are committing themselves to Christ and renew our own baptismal covenant. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the community of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection. 
Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Let us now pray for Sophie Marie, who is to receive the sacrament of new birth. Deliver her, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. Lord, hear our prayer. Open her heart to your grace and truth. Lord, hear our prayer. Fill her with your holy and life-giving spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Keep her in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, hear our prayer. Teach her to love others in the power of the Spirit. Lord, hear our prayer. Send her into the world in witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring her to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory who lives and reigns now and forever. Amen. Amen. Okay. You all may be seated. But if there are any children who would like to come up to get a closer view, please do so. Okay. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your son, Jesus, received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us through his death and resurrection from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, we all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Okay. You ready? I'm ready for you. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You can hold on to that. We're going to have Phil hold this. Do you want to hold this? Yeah, just for a minute. And I'm going to get you in a better position. Okay. Sophie Marie. 
I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, yeah, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sophie Marie, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin and have raised her to new life of grace. Sustain her, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give her an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Amen. Amen. Let us welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God, confess the faith of Christ crucified, proclaim his resurrection, and share with us in his eternal priesthood. The peace of the Lord be always with you. walk up and down the aisle, people would love to get a look at you, yes. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Because in Jesus Christ, our Lord, you have received us as your sons and daughters, made us citizens of your kingdom, and given us the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, and the calling of Israel to be your people. In your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory. And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ and bring us to that heavenly country 
where with all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Alleluia. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly, Heavenly Father, Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you all the days of your lives. Amen. Amen.
Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.